Welcome to Audio Branding, the hidden gem of marketing. I'm your host, Jody Krangle, and this podcast will discuss just how sound influences our behavior. I generally talk about this in the context of advertising and marketing, but there are other places this is important too. I really feel that it plays a much more important role in our lives than maybe we realize. So let's delve a little deeper. Here's the second part of my interview with Katie Lohr. I have often wondered if um, there would be a way for a podcast hosting service to be able to bypass the intro if someone wanted to. And I'm not sure that anyone's really come up with that. I know that, for instance, is it Amazon Prime? I think it is Amazon Prime. They let you um, scroll past the intro so you don't have to watch the opening credits anymore. Oh, interesting. I know that Netflix kind of does that, too, with this. If you're binge watching mm-hmm. uh, a show, it'll just kind of skip the intro and it'll just yeah. bring you to the beginning of the next episode, which is so valuable. You don't want to go through that every single time. So It totally is, especially yeah. for something like Game of Thrones. That's a freaking long yeah. <laughs> intro. Oh, my God. 100%. Anyway. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just waiting for some podcast brilliant uh, host to come up with the idea. Like you upload your intro and your (laughs) outro separately. And yeah, I mean, some of them, some of the intros that I I know of that I don't skip through are are fun to listen to. So Mm -hmm. uh, I have a friend of mine have a a podcast called Somebody Date Us. um, (laughs) And they made a really catchy jingle for their Mm -hmm. podcast. And every single time, like I listen to it all the way through because it's only probably like 15 to 20 seconds long. Mm -hmm. um, And it's just like, it's catchy. It'll it sticks in your head after the podcast. And Uh it's it's really funny. So they've got a good one. And then there's another one that I listen to that kind of has an old timey kind of ragtime intro. Mm -hmm. Um, And my partner and I listen to it uh, in our car ride on the way to work. And there's always like a break in the music and we just yell, hey, at the same time. So like, <laughs> it's just like a, a really funny moment. So like some of them are really good, but mm-hmm. um, you don't really have to have one if it's not necessary. Well, no, but it's great audio branding, especially if people are actually listening. Exactly. Yeah. And like I've, it's come to the point with this, this one that my partner and I listened to where I've wanted to capture us doing this and like sending it off to, to them to watch because I don't know if anybody else is yelling, hey, at the same time moment then and, and I'm kind of I'm like, sure they get a kick out of it <laughs> yeah so I'm like other people there must be other listeners who are doing the same thing so uh it's really funny and that's like a great way that they've branded their podcast but mm-hmm. um it's funny because the, the beginning of it it doesn't really have to do with their podcast in general like it's sort of just a random it's like welcome to this podcast with this person and this person. And that's mm-hmm. all it is. So they don't really need it. But it, at this point, we've all gotten used to it. We know to expect it every single time. So it's nice when you hear it. I bet if they didn't add it in, we'd kind of be like, whoa, like Rogue One not adding in the, the opening crawl. Everyone was just kind of like, what's, go, what's going on here with yeah. the Star Wars movie? <laughs> you know, I never thought of it that way, but you're totally right. That's like, wow, they just missed it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess I guess technically because it's kind of a prequel to everything. <laughs> well, sort of. Yeah, I guess there is nothing to put at the beginning of it. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. wow. So when you come up with um, uh, sound breaks, is that, a, again, like I know that in, in Alpaca My Bags, I noticed that you switch um, topics or thoughts. And when you do that, you sort of use a little musical audio sort of break in between. Mm-hmm. Um, was there a way that you came up with that? Did you make it yourself? Is it something you got from a library? I used Motion Array to get all of my music. So it's a subscription service. You pay, I think it's like 30 bucks a month and you can mm-hmm. you have access to their entire library royalty free. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I got kind of the inspiration from Canada Land, actually. Um, they have throughout their episodes, they'll be talking on something pretty heavy and you're absorbing all this information. Um, and then they take a break and there's like a little like a and then like, that's it. <laughs> and then yeah. it goes on to the next one, mm-hmm. goes on to the next topic. So, um, yeah, I was like, oh, man, that's a really great way to you know transition because in our podcast, oftentimes there's a lot of information that we have to absorb and there's a lot of information that's sort of heavy on the heart sometimes, too. So mm-hmm. I want yeah. our listeners to be able to take a break uh, mentally and really like kind of chill out for a second, absorb and realize what they all just heard uh, and then move into the next uh, part of that conversation. So that's kind of where I got that inspiration for and why I do that. Mm -hmm. But the funny thing about that is recently we had a listener reach out to us who is based in Japan Mm -hmm. and he said, those parts are really throwing me off and I can't figure out why. And I was like, what? No, like I've put a lot of thought into this. Like, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) no. And then uh, he gets back to us and he said, no, the funny thing about that musical break is that in Japan, normally when there's a musical break like that and it ends and you move on to the next topic in Japan, when the musical break ends abruptly, there's a joke coming. And oh. there isn't a joke coming in your podcast. So it's kind of throwing me off. And I, I was like, see. no way. So I realized there's a lot more research that I need to be doing into, I guess, the way if we want to have a global audience, we need to understand how people listen to things differently in different cultures. Yeah. So that was really, really interesting for me to hear. Um, and honestly, like, I don't really know how I'm going to approach it because I like the way that it sounds. Yeah. So, um, I have to think about that, but it was really interesting to hear that. (laughs) Warn your Japanese audience. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) That's interesting, though. Yeah, I guess different cultures listen to things differently. They hear things that are, uh, you know, more contextual in their own culture. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. Yeah. It's so strange. It's so funny that, you know, you're so used to your own bubble and you don't really think about it often outside of that and how humor is different all over the world too. So yeah, (laughs) yeah, it totally is. So when you are uh, working on your own podcast or you're working on a podcast that you've been paid to produce, is there um, like a, a a different mindset that you have to put yourself in? Um, Are there different options that you go through? Are you maybe experimenting on your own stuff for the others? (laughs) (laughs) I definitely experiment a little bit more or much more with my own podcast. Um, I kind of would call it like it's one is a passion project Mm -hmm. um, and the other one is a learned passion. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So um, passion project versus learned passion. So basically no matter what I'm producing, I want to be passionate about the topic and the theme sure. of the podcast. Like like I said off the top, uh, I want to make sure that everything that I produce has a purpose and uh, means something to somebody. Mm-hmm. So for like my latest client, you know, he's a personal development coach. I'm making a podcast for him. And what was interesting was that when he reached out to me, a lot of the things that he had said, you know, struck a chord with me and I could relate to. 
some of the things that he was passionate about. But, it, you know, mm-hmm. personal development isn't my thing. Um, so <laughs> I'm not going to, you know, go out here and pretend that I know everything about personal development and all the things, mm-hmm. uh, life coaching and recruiting and stuff like that. So um, it was something that I had to kind of, I knew that I was passionate about what his purpose is, which is to help people. So that I mm-hmm. was fully on board with. So then I had to learn how he wants to help people and how he does that his way. So before I could even put t- together a proposal for him, and what you know we'd want his podcast to look like or sound like I had to do a lot of research so I had to you know read his book in three days Um, I listened to a lot of other podcasts around personal development to see what they were doing and what I liked and what I didn't like about them Mm -hmm. Um, so I did a ton of research to make sure you know okay I already like what he's doing and this is how I can relate to it and this is how I'd want to hear that, his conversation and his his topics. So that's how I kind of approach it when it's a paid podcast. So I mm-hmm. still take it from a personal level in a sense because I don't, I don't think I honestly could make anything that I just don't like or I'm not into. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just not in my nature. Yeah. I honestly don't even think I could get it done. Like <laughs> it would take me so long to do sure. it. So I guess I'm kind of lucky in that sense now that I'm just getting started and I'm not, you know, a full-time freelancer. This is something that I'm doing as a side project. Um, if I was relying on this full-time, you know, maybe I would be taking anything I could get. But mm. um, for me, this is something that I just am so passionate about. So any projects that I'm taking on, it's something that, you know, I want to really enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. Of course, um, yeah. So yeah, I kind of create, for somebody who's paying me, I want it to be something that I already can relate to in a sense, but I definitely have to learn uh, what they're so passionate about and how that relates back to myself. Sure, yeah. Um, Research is needed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and that takes more time and more brain power. Um, mm-hmm. And it can, you know, ultimately feel like work, but that's just the reality of it all. So um, it's exciting, though. You know, I'm learning something new. And that's what I love about ma- making podcasts, too, is that every time we record an episode of Alpaca My Bags, I've learned something completely new that I had no idea about. Mm-hmm. I've learned about somebody else's perspective on the world and how they experience it. Um, and then, you know, when I'm producing this other podcast, I'm learning about how I can feel confident in myself and uh, just go out there and make those podcasts and, and that kind of thing. So, sure, yeah. Um, yeah, I always enjoy learning something. So that's what any podcast project is bringing to me to make for them. Mm-hmm. Um, then I'm happy to do it. So um, there's definitely a difference. Um, Aaron is a much more chill person to uh, deal with because we are friends. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we just kind of work on this together. And then obviously when I have a client, I have a lot more responsibility and I have to take things more from a professional standpoint. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's just that, you know, relationship difference as well. So what services do you offer people who might come to you with maybe, say, an idea? Do they even come to you with the idea? <laughs> yeah, it really, really varies. So um, the type of people that I can help with in podcasting is is really like at any point of their podcast journey, I can help them. So, um, you know, my recent client, they came to me with just said, listen, I want to make a podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that was basically it. I, I got to understand who he was as a person and, you know, what his themes were. Um, and then from there, I said, all right, I'll put together a proposal for you and a concept for the entire show, what each episode will look like. Um, I did all the research for all that stuff. So, um, yeah, you can come to me square one, all I want to do is make a podcast and we can work something out. Mm -hmm. Um, But I have another upcoming client who already has a podcast. Um, She lost her producer. So 
she's just looking for somebody to take over the producing and editing gig and publishing Mm -hmm. it on her website. So that's something that I can do as well. Um, So, yeah, you know, from a professionally trained standpoint, you know, I can do recording and post-production editing. I can write episodes and format those episodes. And um, I can do podcast hosting coaching as well. Mm -hmm. I can teach people, you know, best practices for um, recording into a mic and how to properly say all your words and that type of thing Um, (laughs) and make, you know, your editor's life easier too. Yes. Um, So that's something that I kind of do every time we record with a new guest. Um, I'm, you know, always teaching them how to talk into a mic and Mm -hmm. uh, if they slip up on their words and they want to start again, just think back to the very beginning of their thought and just try it from there again. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, that's something that, you know, I've been professionally trained to do. Um, And then self-taught stuff that I can help with as well that I just keep diving into more and more includes, uh, you know, social media marketing strategies. So if somebody's got a podcast and they're like, I'm just not getting enough listenership and it's not growing um, and they're not really doing much on social media. I can help them come up with a strategy for that, mm-hmm. um, help them with some, you know, search engine optimization on their descriptions, on their podcast show notes and if they want to make blog posts as well. Um, and then just super basic graphic design if they need help with uh, mm-hmm. a new album artwork or something like that. Sure. <laughs> Canva is every freelance podcast producer's best friend. <laughs> it is wonderful. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I yeah. still would rather pay a professional. <laughs> yeah. Same. That's the other thing is if I, I can make a basic thing for someone, but if they really are looking for a logo, I'll just refer them to uh, a couple friends of mine who are graphic designers. They will do much mm-hmm. better than I would. So yeah. Um, yeah. Like one of the funny things that I heard recently about freelance podcast producers, um, our podcast producer is so much more than that. We end up being hired to do a variety of things. So, you know, this recent hire means that I'm not only recording and editing and um, putting this podcast out into the universe, but I'm also coming up with social media strategies and um, how our growth analytics should look and Mm -hmm. uh, doing this graphic design. So you end up having to put your hands in a lot of different things. And that's just kind of the way that the industry is right now because podcasts are new and people who want to make them don't want to hire an entire team. They just want to hire one person who can help. So Sure. I um, see. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you end up doing a lot more than you think. <laughs> hmm. Is there a particular portion of that that you're more passionate about than the rest? <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Um, it's the podcast part. <laughs> okay, yeah. It's definitely the recording and editing part and uh, the show development. Those are mm-hmm. the things that I you know, feel like I excel at the most and mm-hmm. I have the most fun with. So with my podcast, um, Alpaca My Bags, Aaron will do all the research and write up the whole episode and then I'll do a run through it to make sure that it's something that you know ears can absorb because mm-hmm. she's a blog writer and she's used to writing for people who are reading it but it's different it's a different experience um when you're listening so there sure for our first couple episodes I had to go through and really like tone down the professionalism a little bit Uh um, and make it just a little bit more easy to understand and more casual at the end of the day um Erin had been doing she'd done her master's and she'd been writing essays and essays and essays (laughs) um and was writing blog posts and and you know her writing is amazing but it just like at the end of the day it wasn't something that people could absorb easily through their ears sure big words are hard to understand when you're listening to them yeah. um so i had to you know at the end of the day just make things a little bit more simple um which it sounds condescending i guess as like podcast listener but 
that's just the way it is. <laughs> it's just, um, yeah, you just want it to be easy to listen to and relatable. So uh, those are the best podcasts for me are easy and relatable. So I just want to make sure that the writing of the episode reflects that as well. So sure, yeah. Um, yeah, those are things I look for when we're kind of going through a script as well. So I think I excel at those things. Um, recording and editing, I just love doing because mm-hmm. I'm a weirdo and I can listen to the same podcast episode like a hundred times. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. You're hearing everything. So you can make it sound as good as it can possibly sound. That's exactly. good. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't tell you why that is. I just am. It's just my being. <laughs> Attention to detail. That's a good yes. thing. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) So what are you working on now? I know that you had mentioned a series of posts that you're doing that celebrate indie podcasts by women. How did that come about? Yeah, I got really excited because there's a lot of podcasts out there that are created by women. So, you know, including my own. But um, (laughs) there's a couple others out there. And hey, this one too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and this one. Exactly. And I just don't think they're getting enough love, to be honest. Um, So I just wanted to make... I'm doing sort of a series of blog posts on my website that just highlight these podcasts and what I like about them the most and why I Mm -hmm. think people should listen to them. So um, most recently I featured uh, three podcasts, um, one called Somebody Date Us, (laughs) another one called Cleats and Cocktails that is a sports podcast hosted and produced by Mm -hmm. two women. And then the other one is TVO's Word Bomb, uh, where they dissect a word every episode. And it's just so well-researched. It's really, really <laughs> great. So, um, yeah, like those podcasts are just so amazing. And I think they deserve more love. And mm-hmm. um, I guess <laughs> one of the things that I'm the most disappointed in with CBC is their their podcast playlist. Mm-hmm. Um, started out featuring indie podcasts that people might not have heard of. And it's supposed to help people get into more podcasts that are out in the world. And then it's sort of over over time become more about mainstream podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really hasn't highlighted any indie podcasts out there. People that are doing this just for the labor of love, they're all mm-hmm. coming from the podcasts that they're highlighting are mostly coming from big networks. So yeah. um, I was like, who's going to do this now? <laughs> so I'm going to do it my, myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm just trying to get, you know, podcasts that also podcasting is still such a male dominated industry. Mm-hmm. Um, people just like listening to male voices more. That's not something I can talk about very much because um, mm-hmm. I don't have the expertise on why. But, you know, it's it's just the reality of the business right now. So I think more people should get into hearing women's voices Mm -hmm. and hearing all the important things that they need to say. So that's why I kind of started that blog post series. That is a great reason. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's wonderful. Thank you very much. Yeah. So where can people find out more information about you? And of course, you know, where they can find that blog that you're uh, posting these indie podcasts. They can find it on my website is katielore.com. I guess... That will be in the show notes Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, my name is kind of spelt kind of oddly. So uh, <laughs> it's Katie with two T's. Um, and then honestly, like I update my Twitter all the time. I love Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, they can find me at podcat. I just updated my handle uh, to something a little bit more appropriate to my name. <laughs> so Pod-cat. it's P-O-D-K-A-T-T. Okay. Yeah, P-O-D-K-A-T-T. So, ah, K-A-T-T. Um, yeah. Okay. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. <laughs> So um, I like it. Yeah, that's my Twitter. So they can find me talking about all things podcasting and everyday life there. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I update it all the time. Are there any last thoughts that you have <laughs> before we go? I don't know. I think one of the questions that you kind of had of um, 
prepped me with was like why podcasts and why they appeal so much Mm -hmm. um, in the context of audio that influences people. And I think like given the theme of your podcast and audio (laughs) branding, um, I feel like podcasts have this really, really unique way of connecting with people. And um, because they're, you listen to them and they're so intimate and you're, they're right in your ears. Mm -hmm. I think that's like something that's really, really big and and coming up in the future for advertisers. Um, They're really, really gunning for making branded podcasts, which are amazing. There's some really, really good ones out there. Mm -hmm. Um, One of my favorites being the cut on Tuesdays. Um, They, there's just so much potential going forward with podcasts. um, And there's a ton of listeners and people that are listening to, you know, over five podcast episodes a day. So it's kind of insane. Um, So I'm really excited to see what's happening going forward in the advertising uh, industry because Mm -hmm. people are sort of leaning away from radio ads and TV ads and kind of going into the future, which consists of podcast advertisements um, and branded podcasts. Like one of the coolest things about this is that because of that connection that listeners are building with their hosts, advertisers are kind of taking advantage of that, which I guess isn't cool in a sense, but it's just interesting watching that happen because um, there's all these studies out there saying that, you know, ads that are read by hosts, the brand is considered much more um, trustworthy and Mm -hmm. people are actually going out and and buying those things. So um, it's sort of the influencer game of it all. Um, Podcasts are just so... Yeah, it's much more personal. Yeah, podcasts are just so intimate and personable that, you know, people trust the hosts. And Mm -hmm. I think I really, really hope in the future that the hosts don't take advantage of that. Um, I think it's so important to build that relationship with your listeners. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's something that we're really trying hard to do with my podcast. But um, yeah, it's just like, it's so interesting watching this move forward because I remember being at CBC and someone telling me that podcasts just weren't a thing. So <laughs> now it's just like this huge industry that's so accessible to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just so much potential in it, in it going forward uh, to, you know, connect with people intimately. Yeah. So I'm just super excited to see where it goes and hopefully be a part of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it sounds like you're doing great. And I think uh, anyone that works with you is going to be really lucky. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks so much. Thank you so much, Jody. Well, that's the end of this episode. Thanks for listening. And if you like what you heard, please take a moment to give the podcast a review. It's greatly appreciated and super helpful. Until next time.